When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Rob Sesternino back with you for the Survivor Exit interview. And today we're talking to the latest person who got voted out of the game. You know, as the exit interview title tells you, it's going to be none other than Helen, who was voted out of the tribe, a very surprising person to have gone home last night, was not on my radar as a potential target to go home. But alas, here she is. Uh, We will talk to her in just a moment. Last night, I had a very special live recap after the episode. We had a pinch hitter on the Survivor Know-It-Alls, Gabby Pascuzzi, joined me after the episode, had a delightful talk with Gabby about everything that went on in this episode. Definitely check that out. On Thursday afternoon, I'm going to be talking with, from Survivor 42, Mike Turner. So be on the lookout for that podcast. That's going to be coming your way. So I'll be on the lookout for questions for Mike Turner. And of course, you can make sure you hear that podcast when you are subscribed to our Wonderful podcast, robhasawebsite.com slash subscribe. And the video of uh, this conversation with Helen is also going to be up on our YouTube channel, so be on the lookout for that. Make sure you subscribe to the RHAP channel on YouTube. All right, let's go ahead and uh, bring in my conversation with Helen. Hey, Helen, what's going on? Rob Sestrino, nice to talk to you. Very sad to see you go out of the game, but happy to talk about it a little bit here uh, with you. So, Talk to me about the tribal council. Uh, did you think that there was any chance that it wasn't going to go your way going in? There's always a chance. Um, there's always a chance at Survivor. You never think that you're definitely going to have things go your way. Um, but I will say I didn't see it coming. I didn't play my shot in the dark. I didn't do a lot of things that I could have done. Um, so I thought it was probably going to go my way. But, um, you know, you're never sure of anything on Survivor. So from your perspective, what happened? Why did Carson want to work with the other side when it seemed like that you and him and Sarah had something good going on? I know, right? What a trio we could have been. Um, Yeah, I think what happened is there's probably a bit more paranoia around that birdcage than we saw in the episode. 
Carson was very, very convinced that I had the idol. And I think he went to Jam Jam. He went to Carolyn and even Sarah and said, I think Helen has the idol. I think Helen has the idol. Um, he had a lot of ideas about my body language when I dumped out my bag yeah. like that. That seemed to point to the fact that I had the idol. I did not, obviously. Um, and I mean, that's part of it. I think the other part that probably was a little bit left out of the episode was that both he and I actually knew that Sarah didn't have her vote. Yes. Um, so when you think about the numbers there, you know that you're now in a majority three that has two votes and it becomes a very compelling case to switch alliances and kind of flip on, uh, the alliance that we were in. Talk about the body language a little bit because that, you know, he <laughs> felt like that he had done this kind of research, but ends up making a, a bad read is like a little bit of knowledge about a subject, kind of a dangerous thing on Survivor. I think, I mean, it can be a dangerous thing, right? Like you want to trust your gut, you want to trust your instincts, but there is so much stuff going on out there and little things like crossing your arms or pouring out the contents of your bag too quickly that can mean everything or that can mean nothing. So I don't blame him for going with his gut. Like if I did have the idol, he would seem like a genius. So, um, you know, I unfortunately didn't, but you know, I get it. So you all knew that Sarah didn't have her vote. So were you expecting it to be a two, two tie or did you think that jam jam was voting with you? We were optimistic that jam jam would vote with us. We knew that he had uh, like a tight bond with Carolyn. He played it off pretty well that like, even though he had this type on, we kind of thought that he might be playing it more of like anyone but me game. And we wanted to make him feel like he was in the numbers. And he did a great job of making us feel like he was with us too. I don't know if you remember, there's this one scene where it's myself, Carson, Sarah, and Jam Jam. And we're like talking around tribal. This comes earlier in the episode than it probably did chronologically. And he's basically like, we're fine. Everyone knows the plan. No one gets phased. That was like literally like as we were heading out to the boats minutes before tribal. So if anything, like stuff like that really made me feel like, okay, maybe we do have jam jam. Um, but obviously, uh, the two, two split was also something that was on my mind as a possibility. Did you all talk it through if it was a two, two split of potentially going to rocks and how that was all going to play out? We did. We didn't discuss it that much as a possibility because we were really trying to get our plan A to work. Yeah. Um, and obviously we wanted to figure out like, a way to not go to rocks and not have to go through all that. So we did discuss it. We didn't discuss it that much in depth, but we did discuss it as a possibility. Okay. Let's talk about the birdcage because it was such a big deal in the episode. Damn what was your working theory of what happened with the birdcage? In terms of when we found it empty? Yes. What were you yeah, thinking so during that time? I was skeptical for a number of reasons. It looked very empty for sure. Um, it looked like it had been fiddled with. I think there had been a couple times where we had woken up and it looked different than the night before. And we weren't sure if it was like us, if it were producers, whatever it was that were messing around with it. It made me nervous um, hearing everyone so sure that it was open because I was almost scared that they were trying to lull me into this false sense of security of like, oh, it's gone. Like no one looked for it anymore. Someone's clearly taken it. So I was both skeptical and just like nervous because I knew I didn't have it. Um, I was hoping that Carson or Sarah had it and they were just being a good survivor player and not telling me. Um, but, you know, obviously that wasn't the case. 
Why was Carolyn ruled out as a suspect so quickly? It seemed like that everybody just was like uh, talking about everybody that was in the conversation, but it seemed like that nobody was looking at Carolyn. Yeah, so that one scene where the four of us are at the birdcage and it kind of looks like Carolyn had just like, you know, taken this stuff out or put it back or and it wasn't and she wasn't there. She was actually on a walk during that time. So we were we were suspicious of really everyone. Like it, I don't think that the edit showed us being suspicious of Carolyn, but we were suspicious of everyone. I think for Carolyn, what worked really well to her advantage is she seems like she's so open and so unfiltered that yeah. we kind of had this idea of like, okay, if she had it, I feel like some of us would have an idea and she did a great job of hiding it. Like kudos to her. So I think that brought her down in terms of our suspicion. I was a little surprised based on what we saw from tribal council that the birdcage wasn't a big topic of conversation at tribal. Did you all end up talking about that with Jeff at tribal council? Yeah, you know, it's a good question. We talked about it a little bit. I don't think it was a big topic of discussion. Our tribal was actually much quicker than I expected. Um, I think it was maybe like an hour or under that. And it was a topic of discussion in terms of the paranoia that it caused and less so in terms of like who actually had what was in the birdcage. Were you surprised when we saw that conversation between Jam Jam and Carolyn and they talked about, okay, both of us at the same time <laughs> say the letter of the person that you want <laughs> to go home. I don't know if there were H's uh, exactly right. But were you surprised that both of them wanted you to be the person to go home? I was surprised that it was me because I think that they probably, I mean, the thing with our tribe dynamics, I think the second that Bruce went out, it became pretty clear where people had gravitated toward. I don't know if I even had like that many conversations with Sarah and immediately we were grouped together because of, um, we're both like young women. We are from similar backgrounds. We are both like, in professional industries that are very similar. Um, so we were grouped together immediately. Jam and Carolyn also kind of had that thing going on too. Like they were clearly a duo, they were tight. And Carson was pretty clearly in the middle. So I'm not surprised they went for one of me or Sarah. I'm kind of surprised they went for me because yeah. I think it was common knowledge actually. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure it was common knowledge that Sarah didn't have her vote. Um, we did, I think there was one day she woke up and that little slip of paper that says you lost your vote had mysteriously gone missing from her bag and she had told me and Carson already so I think at that point everyone in our tribe knew that she didn't have her vote yeah. and she could have an advantage right like she went to the island she came back right um, we didn't know for sure but she could my great podcasting colleague Shannon Gus had a Twitter thread about this this morning why put the votes on you when we saw that Sarah had, uh, potentially lost her vote also uh, might have had an advantage uh, did did Sarah seem like that she had more connections with the other players? That's a good question. And maybe that that is like what pushed it over the edge, that she just had a better social game and was more in with Jam and Carolyn. Um, I think part of the reason is probably that they were so convinced. I mean, not Carolyn. Obviously, she knew who, who had the idol. But they were, at least Carson was quite convinced that I had the idol. And he thought that because I didn't tell him as an alliance member, I was being untrustworthy and things like that. And, I mean, if you think that someone has idol, you want to get it out as quickly as you can. So um, I think that probably played into it, but you'd have to ask them. Yeah. Okay. So Helen, you along with Carson, you did a great job with that savvy task. And did that not earn you any goodwill that you were able to win the supplies for your tribe so quickly? I guess not. <laughs> What's up with that? I, think, I know, right? 
freaking Tika. Um, mm-hmm. I th- yeah, it's I think it's tough because like every single season that we've seen in the new age that has these sweater savvy challenges, um, every tribe has succeeded. Yeah. So I think it like doesn't earn you that much goodwill. I almost feel like it hurts you if you just don't succeed. Um, and you don't see it in the edit, but it kind of looks like I'd like jump up immediately. I'm like, I'll do it. I love puzzles. But everyone was super tentative um, to put their hand up. And I get it. Like, you don't want to put yourself out there early in the game. So it was a, after a lot of hemming and hawing that I was like, you know what, I'll step up. And I think it when you're in the game, you come in being like, okay, I'm going to play down my threat level. I'm not going to like volunteer for puzzles and put myself out there like like you um, know not to <laughs> in today's modern era game. But I think once Bruce went down and all of this stuff just happened, like literally second one of the game, I felt like I was just trying to survive. Like I was just trying to get anything that I could for our tribe so we couldn't go to tribal council because I was already thinking ahead. Like maybe that's my detriment. I was already thinking to the long game, like who am I going to surround myself with and merge and stuff like that. Did Bruce's evacuation change things uh, for you and your game? Yeah, I think it, I think it definitely did. I mean, our first day was really, really emotional. Um, I think him going out of the game, he was someone that all of pregame I had been eyeing. He was wearing Boston shirts. I'm from Boston. Oh. I was like, I think me and this guy can work great together. I think I said it in some of my pregame interviews too. And he was the strongest guy in our tribe. And not to disparage my tribe. I don't think we were physically the strongest mm-hmm. tribe to begin with. So for him to go down, like immediately, not even make it to n- night one, that was someone that I really wanted to work with that was gone. That was someone that could have pushed us in some of those challenges to victories that was gone. And it just felt immediately like we were like working from the bottom. And I think when you go into survival mode like that, a lot of your instincts are just like, let me do everything I can to push this tribe to victory so I can, you know, succeed and like surround myself with people I can actually work with down the line. And that sometimes isn't the best case scenario. Why was Carolyn the vote target for you and presumably Sarah? Yeah, I I don't think I actually was the first person to put Carolyn's name out there. Um, I really wanted to wait until someone else had floated a name and I forget who exactly put her name out there first, but someone had said Carolyn. I think for myself, what made sense for me is that Carolyn seemed to almost immediately not trust myself or Sarah. And I didn't get the sense that she ever really wanted to play the game with me. Um, And I mean, I hate the like, keep the tribe strong mentality, but in these like tiny tribes of like five people, it becomes really crucial that you have people that can contribute in challenges. And in challenges, she always had a little bit of difficulty, like, um, with some of the different physical parts or like puzzles and stuff like that. So that was one piece of it. But the the bigger piece really is that like, I knew she had no intention of ever playing with me mm-hmm. and I need to surround myself with people that are options for me to play with. Yeah. We've seen so much of Carolyn and her personality on the show. <laughs> does, does that correspond with what your experience was like out there in Fiji with Carolyn? She is such a bright light of like, Oh man, she's the greatest. Like what you see on TV is exactly what she's like in real life. I will say the only thing that is different is that she is so savvy in those confessionals and she's really good at playing that part down in real life. Um, She has like a zany shield or whatever you call it, where she just like is wackadoodle and you think that like she might not be able or like she might not be as strategic as she clearly, clearly is. 
So that's the only difference. Everything else is exactly what you see. You seem so devastated uh, when you gave your final words about how you were trying so long to get out there and have this survivor experience. Do you have any regrets about your survivor experience? Oh, man, Rob, I was very devastated. Also, I would like to add, I didn't know at that point whether Sarah actually was with me. So in my head, I was like, oh, shit, like my whole tribe just voted me out like four to one, essentially. So very, very devastated. Um, I think you can always, hindsight's 2020, there's always going to be regrets. Um, For myself, I think my biggest regret in terms of gameplay is probably just not trying harder to ingratiate myself with each and every single member of my tribe from like day one. Um, I think by like day three, when I learned that uh, Sarah had lost her vote, it had already become quite clear to me that like, if anyone, Carson was the one that has inroads with Jam and uh, Carolyn. And I would have loved to be in that position or put myself in that position. That didn't happen. Um, But I think I made, you know, the choices I could at the time with the information I was given. So I don't want to think back and look at regrets, but that would probably be the case. Yeah, it's tough in these small tribes, but you seem like that you really know the game well. And I think in almost any other circumstances, I think it goes differently for you. But it was so nice to get to talk to you, Helen. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate that. Okay, all the best outside the show, okay? You as well. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it, Helen Lee. And I really feel like that, you know, Helen, I didn't see that she did that much wrong. And so, you know, that this is a feature, not a bug of the new era of, hey, there's nowhere to hide. Somebody's got to go. And so it kind of stinks that, you know, in these in a bigger tribe, you know, you think that, okay, Helen has more outs and as, you know, somebody who is a more capable player of the game, maybe they don't go out as early, but here, you know, you had the Bruce medevac, you're down to five people and ultimately uh, just uh, drew the short straw here for Helen. So uh, very sad to see her go because she seemed like uh, she could have been a good player. All right. So we are going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to bring in Jordan Kalish for another round of America and maybe the world's favorite pastime this week in Survivor History Trivia, coming up right after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. We are back here with Jordan Kalish this week in Survivor History. Here he is. Woo! Seeds, we baby. Seeds, baby. baby. We're here. Yes. Doing the twish. All right. Come on, baby. Let's this, do baby. the twish. All right. Jordan, how is your week going? We week is going great. Uh loved love the uh the first two epi- uh the first two episodes of this new season so far. Uh it's been a lot of fun. Uh and I've had a had a good week. Almost almost uh almost into the uh baseball coaching season, Rob, which I'm some always excited oh. about. So uh, that'll 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 be fun when we get started next week. Uh, but right now, I'm still enjoying my uh, my days where I could go home early and, and relax. Yes. How old are the players that you coach? Uh, they're they're primarily uh, 14 to 16. You're like the Aaron Boone of of the 14 to 16 year olds. I'm like the I'm like Aaron Boone. I think I tend to make better decisions. But I'm the pitching coach. I'm the hitting coach. I'm the third base coach. First base coach is usually one of the kids who just got out. So uh, it, that's that's typically how it works in JV baseball. You don't usually get an assistant. Even even in my school, my school is small. Even varsity, it's usually no assistant. Sometimes they do. But mm-hmm. um, I've actually been the assistant for varsity when in, in years when I haven't had a JV. So okay. um, it's it's a lot of fun. They're great kids. I've known them for a long time and uh, looking forward to this. Well, season. now you're my tuition coach as we get ready for another week of. Uh, uh, this week in Survivor history. All right, Jordan, where are we going? Okay, we are we are going to go all over the place this week. Some something that has been in the news, and it's it's uh, based on the boot the boot from last week. Nothing nothing too controversial. It's ba- okay. based on who got voted out last week. Uh, based on um, Marianne being all over Twitter confirming that her curse of the M's is true, yes. and of course the great uh, Mariah Young, who I thought did a really good job on the recap last oh, thank week, you. talked a lot about the curse of the M's. So this week in Survivor history is dedicated to the curse of the M's, and everything that I ask you this week is going to be. Related to the curse, it might not even be from this week in Survivor dun, history. Dun, dun. Yeah, I could tell you, Mariah Young was voted out this week in Survivor history because last year's premiere started a little bit later. Um, so because of that one thing, I feel like this is all kosher. We're all this week, and uh, it's it's going to be all co- um, a curse of the M's. It doesn't matter if it's an even season, odd season. We're going all in, baby. Okay, all right, Jordan. Where do you want to start? Okay, I'm going to start with this question here. The following Curse of the M victims all received a different number of votes at the tribal in which they were voted out. So it was either four, five, six, seven, or eight votes against. List the players based on the number of votes cast against them, uh, and you'll lock, you'll be able to lock them in, and I'll tell you how many you have wrong once they're locked in. Uh, so you'll, you'll get a second chance at this one. Okay, don't so really know what we're doing, players, but okay, yeah. Sure. The, the, these are the five players that you have to worry about. We have Morgan McDevitt from my favorite Survivor Guatemala. Uh, we have Misty Giles from Survivor Exile Island. We have Mary Sartain uh, from Survivor Micronesia. 
Mari Takahashi from Millennials versus Gen X, and then uh, Mariah Sharon from uh, Survivor 42. So one of these players, when they got voted out, received four votes, one received five, six, seven, and eight. I just listed them in chronological order. You have to list them in order from four to eight, how many votes they got when they were voted out. Okay. So this is, can you give me the people again? Mariah 42. Mariah, 42. Morgan. Uh, Mar- Morgan from Guatemala, uh, magician assistant. Okay. Uh, we have Misty Giles, uh, first ever uh, Exile Island occupant. Uh, we have um, Barry, who? And we have uh, Mari Takahashi. Okay. And a lot Mar- of very similar names. Okay. All right. Hmm. This is tricky. Not an easy question. Not an easy question for sure. Okay. Um, let me work backwards here. Uh, uh, maybe the eight votes. Uh, that might be the um, Mary from Survivors uh, fans versus favorites. I think the four might be the first Mariah. And then five, six, and seven, I need to figure out. I think the seven might be Mari Takahashi. Um, Morgan, did Morgan get voted out at the final eight? And so did she get all of the votes against her? I'm trying to think of who would have voted with Morgan. No, maybe... I don't think that's like Spencer and Tasha piled on their votes. So she's probably the five or the six. And so, this is, uh, sorry, the more you're, uh, you're thinking, uh, Morgan from, uh, Kageyan, by the way, this is Morgan from, uh, Oh, from I'm sorry. Just, I uh, just, uh, just sorry. to clear that up. So, okay. you don't, uh, so you're not thinking of the wrong season. All right. My Mor- Morgan McLeod, not My a current person DM. She made, she made the merch. Okay. She survived tribal councils. Misty, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll say Misty was five votes and Morgan McDevitt was six votes. So I'm going to say Mariah four, Misty five, um, more, um, Morgan McDevitt six, Mari Takahashi seven, Mary who eight. Mary who eight. So I can tell you that you have three correct. Okay. So you can still get points on the, on this question, uh, but you have three, right. You right went then Mariah I, I, four, let, let me switch Misty, Misty and Morgan. I'll switch. Misty and Morgan are switched. And unfortunately now you have oh. three, right? Yeah. The, the answer was this is, and this is a very tough question. You had uh so Mariah Sharon four, uh, four zero. Uh, she was the, uh, um, first one voted out of her tribe because Jackson Fox left the game. She didn't cast the vote. So uh, she had four votes against uh, five. You were correct with uh, uh, correct originally with uh, Misty Giles uh, five to two right after the very early swap in Exile Island. Um, the six was Mar- Mary Sartain. There was a potential vote split between Chet and Tracy, uh, but Mary ended up getting six votes there. Mari, you, you were correct with seven. Uh, Morgan McDevitt uh, was the, uh, uh, the the first uh, first vote of that tribe. They had nine people and uh, she was the, uh, the first to go. Mm-hmm. So um, you do not get points for that question. The next one I think is going to be a little bit easier. though. The next mm-hmm. question also concerning the curse of the M's. Okay. Two curse of the M victims were voted out in the fifth tribal council of their season of these four players, which are the two who hold the record for lasting the most rounds in the game amongst curse players. So there's two people 
who are considered curse of the M's curse of the M's, meaning that they were the, uh, the first player voted out of their tribe. They were a woman whose name started with them. Um, four players. Sure, if I recall, it's like that Marianne gave you some credit. Did you uh, talk to Marianne first about the curse of the M's? Well, Mar- Marianne talked to me first. She talked to you about it. Got it. She she talked to me about the the curse of the M's. Uh, she had a lot of names on her list, and then I went back and realized that there were more names than uh, she she even realized. So there there are a lot of people, and I think that a lot of them were first boots. But then we realized that there's a lot that are first off the tribe as well. And she had some of those too. But I think I went further back. Um, mm-hmm. So the four players that we have, and again, these are uh, two of these people were the fifth people voted off of their season. We have Michelle Tassaro from Pearl Islands, Monica Padilla from Second Chances, Morgan Rickey from Ghost Island, Molly Bynum from Island of the Idols. Uh, So even though uh, they were the fifth boot, it was still the first time that their tribe went to tribal council. Okay. I'm going to need to hear this list of names again. And then also if you could just reset what we're trying to figure out here. Sure. So two Curse of the M victims were voted out at the fifth tribal council of the season, but of course it was their first tribal council. Um, Two of these players uh, have the record of lasting the most rounds in the game amongst the Curse of the M players. So two of them did not make it to the fifth tribal council. Two of them did. You're trying to get the two that did. So I'm trying to get the two people that got voted out at the fifth tribal council of the season. Yes. The other two did not make it that far. So we have Michelle Tassaro from Pearl Islands. Monica Padilla from Second Chances, Morgan Rickey from Ghost Island, and Molly Bynum from Island of the Idols. Okay. Uh, so there's only four people. Two of them made it to the Fifth Tribal Council. Okay. Um, I believe I know the answer to this one. Uh, that is going to be Michelle Tassaro and Monica Padilla. Okay, Michelle Tassaro and Monica Padilla were locking it in, and you are correct. Good job. Uh, Michelle Tassaro, a little bit of an asterisk because Burton uh, uh, was voted out before her, but Burton came back into the game and technically made it further. So I confirm with Marianne that that is uh, Michelle does count as a, a curse of the M. Uh, and then Monica Padilla uh, on the, uh, the Bayon tribe, yeah. first time that she goes to tribal council is pretty late in the season. So those are both correct. Morgan and Molly got voted out earlier, uh, second, uh, second for Molly and third for Morgan. So Mm-hmm. Good job. You get that question right. Um, and now we're going to play one more game. Um, again, with the Curse of the M victims, who did the following Curse of the M victims vote for at their only tribal council of their respective seasons? So I'm going to tell you the person who got voted out. I'm also going to tell you the vote total because that can sometimes jog your memory. And again, a lot of these Curse of the M people are not the most memorable or highly edited uh, players in Survivor history. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, number one is going to be Michelle Mich- Michelle Chase uh, from Survivor Gabon, eight to one vote. And oh, here's here's the thing: this this is a hard game. I'm going to give you a guess before I give you the multiple choice. Um, if you don't get it right, you still you get a bonus point if you get it right without the multiple choice. But if you don't get it right, you still get the multiple choice no matter what. But what am I trying to figure out? You're trying to figure out who the curse of the M person voted for. So this was an eight to one vote. Oh Michelle God. got eight votes. Who did Michelle vote for? But you're going to get multiple choice. I think I think with that, you'll be able to figure it out. But you get a free guess. You get a free guess. Okay. Who did Michelle vote for the first tribal council? I'm going to say Jillian. Jillian. So you were very concerned, but you are correct. You're on the board with that. So that's a bonus point. You get the bonus point there. Nice job. Uh, and number two, we have uh, Marisa Callahan from, from Survivor Samoa, someone that we don't talk much about mm-hmm. uh, on, on Twitch. But this was a seven to three vote. So she at least had people voting with her. Who did she vote for? Oh. <sighs> 
Did she vote for uh, Ben, the outlaw? Uh, that is incorrect, but I will say that because you picked Ben, you're going to get a 50-50 coin because okay. the three multiple choice options were Ashley Trainer, Ben Browning, who honestly everyone should have voted for, and Russell Hance. So it's between Ash- Ashley Trainer and Russell Hance. Who did Marisa vote for? I'll say it was Ashley. Ashley is correct. Russell did not get voted for there. So uh, you get that one right. Uh, the next one, we're going to Marissa Peterson, eight to one vote. Technically, someone was voted out of her tribe, but I, I think this is, uh, for the curse of the M, I think being at tribal council is important. So this is an eight to one vote. Uh, who did Mar- uh, Marissa Peterson, uh, Jervis's, is it Jervis's niece or cousin? I feel like that's, people always uh, say one or the other. Who's to say? Um, who's to who's say? To, that should be the uh, trivia so, question. What is, what is, yeah, Mar- Marisa's, uh, or Marissa's uh, connection to Jervis. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it was Brad Culpepper. It was not, but again, you pick somebody who's on the list. So it's either Sierra okay. Easton or Katie Collins. I feel like um, Sierra Easton uh, sounds familiar. So Sierra Easton is used to coming back on Survivor and getting votes early on, but not on this season. Oh. Katie Collins is the right answer. So you don't get that one right. And the last one, you just spoke to her, Mariah Young, five to one. Okay. Uh, she famously voted for Owen. For Owen. That is correct. So without a clue, you got that one. Good Choose job. Your Owen adventure. Yes. And and Rob, do we have time for a verbal rebus? Of course we do. Okay. One more question. The verbal rebus, the nickname of the player who called the winner of her season a constellation. Okay. Uh, the the nickname of that player? The nickname of the player. Wait, that would be Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Minus the type of bar that Eddie Fox wanted to start. The dog bar. Okay. So oh, mad. Us the first letter of Survivor's first Jewish winner. Say it one more time. The first letter of Survivor's first Jewish winner. Of the first name? The first, yeah, first letter okay. of the first name. E. All right. Yes, yeah, so Matt. Yeah. Matt. Plus, the, ty- plus the, the type of tree that Survivor's use leaves from to make the roof okay. of their shelter. Uh, plus, um, yes, plus Dolly Neely is the only Yasser tribe member to be voted out ahead of her, therefore avoiding the curse of the M list. Mia. Mia. So who do we have? Maddie Pamia. Maddie Pamia. It's it's pretty rare to go yes, very the rare. current season on these verbal rebus, but she was the only curse of the M person. I didn't write a, a, a trivia question about during the game, so I wanted to get everyone involved. So good job. You got the verbal rebus. You got some questions right. You got some questions wrong. Again, when you're going back to some of these these early boot players, uh, it's it's hard to remember some of these facts. This is this was a t- one of the tougher games. Yeah. All right. Well, did I win? Um, I don't know. Did you win? I wasn't really <laughs> counting points on that one. I don't think you won. It's more the friends. Wow, what a bummer. <laughs> you won the verbal rebus. More okay, of you know the what? friends we made along the way, I guess. Okay. Between the two, I'm going to say last week was sort of like a half win. That was also a hard game. This is a, you have one win. You you have like a, a one win between the first two weeks. Let's okay. say. Boy, we don't want you to. Do we, we want you to be a total Do we loser, even Rob. keep score anymore? Is it just for fun? I mean, I, I mean, the score is very arbitrary. Very arbitrary. So I usually come up a lot of times. Yeah. I, a lot of times, I come up with the scores. Like sometimes I come up with it beforehand, but a lot of times it's kind of on the fly. So yeah. who knows? Who's to say? Did, did, we could do a Twitter poll. Did Rob win this week? Okay. All right. If I'm grading on a curve. A curve. You probably won. All right. Well, I appreciate that. All right, Jordan. What's next for you? Baseball. Uh, baseball. Uh, so, you know, can't wait till uh, the next Survivor episode and the next the next twist. I'll be uh, back in the seat. You'll be back in the hot seat. And uh, yeah, we're uh, every, everything's happening. I'm so excited. All right. Thank you so much, Jordan. Take care, buddy. You too. Bye. Talk to you soon.
All right, everybody, there you have it. There's Jordan Kalish. And so uh, with another exit interview in the books, I'm going to turn my attention to the rest of a busy Thursday. Of course, Mike Turner coming up. Also, later on tonight, I will get into the premiere of Farmer Wants a Wife over uh, with Jenny Autumn. We finished covering all of Special Forces. Brand new show premiered on Fox last night. People have been clamoring for Jenny Autumn and I to discuss Fox's latest crazy show. We will bring you coverage of Farmer Wants a Wife coming up on Thursday night, so be on the lookout for that. Plus, I'm also going to check in with Shannon Gus about this week in Australian Survivor. Week six is in the books and a lot to talk about there. So thank you so much for joining us here on the Exit Interview Podcast. Appreciate you being here with us, of course. Make sure you subscribe to everything we have coming up this week in our Survivor Podcast feed at robiswebsite.com slash Survivor Feed. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.